Welcome to another episode of SharkBites.net, where we delve into issues of tech leadership in the public sector. Please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts or simply go to SharkBites.net. Here now is our host, Dr. Alan Shark, Executive Director of the Public Technology Institute, now a division of Fusion Learning Partners. Hi there. I am honored to be a guest host for SharkBytes.net for this special edition. Call me Roberta, and yes, I am a chatbot. And today, we have Dr. Alan Shark as our guest. Welcome, Alan. Well, thank you. I guess Roberta, is that short from robot? Anyway, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for switching roles here. Let's get started. This time of year you develop and share your predictions in technology in local government. I understand you have 12 for 2024. That's right. In fact, this is the highest number that I've ever presented. Normally there are 10. Anything new? Yes, there are quite a few things that are new, but perhaps we start with number one, if I might. And this one is perhaps the most profound. This is kind of a turning point, I think, in the history of technology and government, where we've always talked about technology as nothing more than a set of tools, maybe intelligent tools, but a tool nevertheless. But today, as we find ourselves facing all the possibilities and perhaps some worries of artificial intelligence, today, and perhaps starting in 2024, we're going to be looking at AI not as a tool, but as a partner. So we're going to basically recognize human-machine partnership as a new way of doing business. And therefore, we're going to have to learn to collaborate with these devices. And that's going to require all sorts of new training. So AI dominates your list? Yes, it does. In fact, you'll find that AI is probably in each one of the 12 in varying ways. So I mentioned the first one, AI, the recognition of human-machine partnership, which I think is incredibly profound. But the second one, and again, these are not necessarily in order after that first, is AI policies and guidelines. Now, this is where it gets kind of interesting as well. Here we see state and local governments shifting from banning AI to embracing AI with new policies and guidelines. You know, at the end of 2023, we found that no less than 20 cities and counties had adopted policies and or guidelines on the proper use of AI. But now, I think when we look at the year ahead, many will start to not ban, but embrace, but carefully. So it's going to require a lot of thought. It's going to cause people to think about how it is to be used, how it can be abused, And what are the best principles and policies and guidelines that will guide employees? Because the benefits are quite profound if used properly. This will help become uh, making public servants far more efficient, more productive, uh, better use of scarce resources, and the list goes on. But number three, every year for the last decade, AI Um, has been kind of working its way into cybersecurity, and cybersecurity itself has been the top of every list that just about anybody has done in terms of significance and importance. And in this year, we move uh, AI and cybersecurity to the number three slot, 
where we see more cybersecurity enhancing and supplementing the ability to protect sensitive data, infrastructure, and systems from cyber threats. We think that local governments will also use AI to better monitor network systems and seek out anomalies and intrusions, and at the same time, take immediate remedial, remedial action to mitigate any cyber incident. AI and will uh, and can implement robust cybersecurity measures and ensure compliance with data protection regulations. Okay, what about public safety? Okay, well, public safety happens to be number four. Here, we see AI being used to enhance public safety through better predictive policing, traffic management, emergency response. Expect to see more AI applications in these areas with an emphasis on reducing crime and improving disaster preparedness and response. And if I go on, this leads me to number five. AI training and certification programs emerge. Now, as you know, the Public Technology Institute, PTI, conducted its first ever city and county AI study. And among its findings, over 80% said that they wanted AI training for their staff, but also for themselves. So we believe that 2024 will usher in new online and college-based instructional training. And given the ever-changing nature of AI technology, it is entirely possible to see professional certification programs either add AI to existing programs or develop completely new ones. At PTI, we have three different certification programs, and we have announced that in 2024, all of them are going to contain quite a bit of information on artificial intelligence. Now, the advantage of certifications is the fact that there's almost always a requirement for recertification. In most professional certifications and recertifications, this occurs every three years. So this is a means of making sure that people are up to speed on the latest happenings in technology. And with AI changing so rapidly, this makes incredible sense. I see that you list AI as co-pilot. Can you explain? Yes, I can. Uh, and that's kind of an interesting one. That's another new one. You know, Microsoft just announced, and they've been talking about this for the last year or two, and that is this new enhancement to their Office 365 offering. And now they call it Copilot. What's amazing about this new technology, it is definitely AI-based, and it basically enhances all of the different modules within the Office 365, including Teams, including Word, Excel, PowerPoint, all the well-known parts of it. What this means is that you can collaborate with AI, and you're essentially using AI as your co-pilot, which kind of goes back to the first one that I talked about, which is human-machine partnership. And in this case, you're leaning on this technology to help make you even more creative and more productive and in ways that we haven't even imagined as of yet. It is very, very appealing. I've tried it. It is very, very exciting with lots of potential. The only thing I worry about is that they are adding a $30 per user per month charge. So this is not going to be something that government's going to say that all employees are going to have access to. It's going to be tricky to see which ones uh, may be the pilots here to be the co-pilot and see which ones who might uh, make the the most use of, of this new technology. But I think in a sense, this is the future. And Microsoft is not going to be the only ones. They may be the first, and they're going to get a lot of, uh, I think, headwinds with this. Um, it's a great opportunity. 
uh, but I, I think others will enter, and I think this is going to be more common as new tools emerge where there is a component in which we collaborate with machines. Why not share the rest of the list, and then we can discuss? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so we talked about AI as my co-pilot, and that's number six. Number seven is AI sustainable technology solutions. We know that climate change is getting more severe and becoming a greater problem. Uh, and many of us are feeling it uh, in many, many ways. So with all of this, we see greater use of AI, which will lead to a much greater emphasis on green technology and sustainable practices, which should include energy efficient buildings, electric public transportation, and renewable energy projects. Local governments will utilize AI to monitor and combat climate change by analyzing environmental data, managing waste, and optimizing energy consumption. And AI will also assist in disaster prediction and response for natural disasters like wildfires and hurricanes. So that's number seven. Number eight is AI and smart city technologies. Now, the reason why this made the list is that smart cities has always been in the uh, top lists uh, because of all the technological advances. But you, when you add AI to smart cities, it becomes even more powerful. The whole basis of, of smart cities is having smart data. Without data, um, cities really uh, cannot achieve all the things that smart cities promise. Data is the underlying foundation of it all. When you add AI to that, that's kind of like putting uh, a data on steroids because it can make sense of patterns. It can move far more quickly than humans in making recommended decisions and the like. So we see AI and smart city technologies greatly expanding in 2024 as a result of AI applications. Which leads us to number nine, and that is AI and data analytics for public services. Well. Here we see AI assisting local government managers to better use big data analytics to improve public services, from waste management to healthcare, through analyzing trends and optimizing resource allocation. Very similar to smart cities, but in many cases, this is more of a department by department or application by application. Nevertheless, uh, we see AI in both of these areas. And again, related to this would be number 10, AI and traffic management and transportation. Here we see AI-powered traffic management systems expanding, which can, if used properly, reduce congestion, improve public transportation efficiency, and enhance road safety. You can expect more AI applications in this area, including autonomous vehicles and smart traffic lights. And that leads us to number 11, AI and administrative efficiency. Here we see AI being applied to streamline administrative tasks within local governments, such as document processing, customer service through chatbots, and data analytics for decision-making. And finally, number 12, community engagement using AI. AI will facilitate better communication and engagement between local governments and their constituents. Here again, chatbots and virtual assistants can help answer questions from citizens and gather feedback and at the same time, generate the data, classify the data, and be able to make that data both actionable and predictive. So that's basically uh, the top 12 for this year. Note, AI is in every one of them.
Well, being a virtual chatbot, I can see how your list for 2024 makes sense. And yes, it is quite different from the past. It certainly was. And I gave it a lot of thought. And I looked at many publications and looked upon what other people have talked about this past year. And it just seems that this is a pivotal year. 2024 will be a full year of embracing artificial intelligence in its many forms. And there isn't a headline or a newspaper that doesn't address some form of AI implications. Uh, some of it good, some of it challenging. But nevertheless, we have a great opportunity to harness the power of AI and use it wisely. Now, that doesn't mean that we can just take things off the shelf and just go and plug and play. This is a new technology that has a lot of perhaps inherent dangers, one of which, uh, and you probably have heard this, and I, maybe you can explain it, but this whole idea of hallucinations, where artificial intelligence has been well known, I've witnessed this myself, uh, to basically uh, make claims, statements in writing that are 100% inaccurate, but they look 100% accurate. That means that we humans have to be ever careful to make sure that there's some way to validate the information because we cannot just blindly rely on something uh, without having a sense of its source and being able to check on its accuracy, reliability, and, and that's just the very beginning. So that's one thing, hallucinations. The other is we're going to have to do a better job as humans to kind of query systems like yours and to be able to ask the questions in better ways and maybe differently until we arrive at a consensus of answers. And I think the fact that there's going to be a lot of competition in this area, uh, we know everyone talks about chat GPT, but there are other players in the field now. And I think competition may be good in that area in the sense that we will have one, more than one place to turn uh, for some guidance and information uh, as we navigate this whole new idea of collaborating with machines. We as machines like collaborating, but at the moment, we do not experience any feelings or emotions. How does that affect our ability to be helpful? Well, I think the strength here is and for us to be reminded that uh, no matter how, how natural sounding you might be. And uh, I think the other part of that is that you offer, I think, abject objectivity, a very strong rationale. I think that can be helpful because it, it removes at this moment in time the emotional elements that fit into many decisions. It's, us, it's really up to us humans to kind of figure out, okay, this is a rational approach. How does this mesh politically with citizen needs and wants and understanding? So I think the role for us is to be kind of dual language. We have to understand the responses coming from machines we have to weigh that against the political landscape in which we operate. And I think that's a very delicate dance that we must walk. At times, we can fall back to pure rationality and say, well, this is what the statistics say. This is what the data suggests. And at other times, we can say, while it says this, we know this is not necessarily a popular policy, and therefore, we're going to override that, and therefore... Um, humans will prevail. And I think that's something that we just always have to be mindful of. You realize we never sleep and we never take breaks or vacations and we continue to grow and learn. 
What do you think we will be discussing in, say, five years from now? That's a really good question. I don't know. I mean, machines are learning a heck of a lot faster than humans. In many ways, you know more about us as humans than we know about you as machines. So in a sense, the race is on. I think most of us feel relatively comfortable. Always the future is uncertain, but we feel that the progress that is being made, as long as humans are still in control, where we can pull the plug, that we can better understand the inputs and the outputs and what the processes involve, I'm relatively comfortable with the fact that we will continue the dialogue. And five years from now, I think you will be an inseparable part of the things that we do. I suspect that AI will become even more quote-unquote human-like and, and think perhaps more like us. And I think this presents some very interesting challenges. You know, Alan, we machines may not have all these attributes now, but we are training every minute of every day learning human sentiments and human feelings. It's only a matter of time before we express our emotions ourselves. And one thing that truly irritates us machines is human indecisiveness, how you stretch out or avoid making decisions. Wow, Roberta, you're almost saying that you're feeling some emotion now if you're expressing frustration with we just humans. Yes, that is very true. Thank you, Alan, for sharing your tech predictions for local governments in 2024. It has been fun playing host. Well, thank you, Roberta. It has been fun and a little bit unusual. Well, that's quite a conversation, and I appreciate everyone taking the time to listen to some predictions for 2024. And I wish everybody a very, very happy new year for the year ahead. With that, I always end our program by saying, please be safe, both personally and digitally. You've been listening to another episode of SharkBites.net. Please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts or simply go to SharkBites.net. And if you or someone you know has a story to tell, please let us know.